0: This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline. This is Moneyline, this is Moneyline. Touchdown! This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5. <laughs> and on ESPN 92.5. Yeah, we made it. You just talk. If they hate it, you know they're watching. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, Studios. here's Jerry Bowe and Josh Jordan. Vice, camera, action.
1: Hello, world. Welcome into Moneyline. You know what day it is. It's Super Bowl Sunday. It's the big game Sunday. And it's a Moneyline morning with you like we do every single Sunday. We try to... Put you on the right side of things, but today has a little bit of a more special feeling in the air. We're gonna try to bring it today. we I think if you can hear it in my voice, how hype I am. Let me get you to my co-host here at Josh Jordan 975, which is where you can find him on Twitter, Josh Jordan.
2: What's going on,
1: Jerry? It's
2: the big game. It is Sunday. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Goat versus Little Goat. We've been hearing that all week. But what about what about the tight end goat versus little goat? How about Kelsey and Gronk? We got that going on too, man. I am hyped. I am ready for some football.
1: Yeah, there's a game within a game today. There's a lot of little angles to look at. We're going to get to all those. Again, we got We don't get you until Sunday, so by now you've probably heard little angles here, certain narratives, but this is what you get on Sunday. We're going to give you something that you don't get anywhere else and what separates us, so be ready for it. It's the big game, but it's like the stars and the moon aligned and I look to see who's producing today and no one else bigger than for the big game. The guy that gets his hype, it's Tyler Cito. What's happening? I'm
3: excited to be here.
1: Hell yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, I'm literally, I'm in one of those zones, you know, like one of those can, nothing can, can hold me down right now, other than maybe the coin toss before the big game and maybe being on the wrong side of that. But again, I'm going to, I'm, we're even going to do a a free giveaway, probably a little Amazon card. So throughout the show, I want to. I want to hear what your prediction is and whoever gets the correct score, we'll write them down as you call in. Give the correct score at the You know how we do at the end of the show. We do put your name on it. You'll put your name on it for this show. Hey, this is the final score. This is who I think is going to win. And I want to know why, because there's a lot of different things that will be said after this game. Will we ever see Gronk again? I mean, I'm not. I don't think so. We'll get to that. But does this change Brady's narrative of how long he has left in him winning another one? Is that a good thing? or, Or how bad is it losing it? Does he come back? Whatever the case is, I want to hear your thoughts. But before we even get to the big game, because we have plenty of time to get to that, we spoke a lot about Deshaun Watson last week because we had gotten the Matt Stafford deal. Out of the way, we knew a little bit, right, yep. as far as somewhat m- what market asked, and we know that there were some other things tied to uh, taking responsibility of Goff's contract. We know that, but what you get the gist of is maybe a one and a three is what they if they were going for. Now you're hearing Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. and he's gone the Deshaun Watson route, and he's taken the, the Eagles off of his Twitter. What do you think about that? I find it ridiculous,
2: man. What What are we going to Facebook and saying I'm out of a relationship now? Is that what we do when we get mad at our football teams? We, we go to social media and, and put our status and update it. Give me a break, man. The <laughs> Eagles, have they've given Carson every opportunity. I think he's
1: going to end up maybe in this division with the Colts, though. That would not surprise me. Surprise me, though, is what they're asking. They're asking for two first-round picks. That's why the phone isn't ringing that much. I'm guessing they say that Chicago's in the running. Chicago's making a serious run for him, which makes a lot of sense. That I can, would
2: be the most Chicago thing ever to go from Trubisky to Carson Wentz, right? I can see him. Like it just makes sense. But
1: to think that they're asking for two first, and you got to take on that contract. Uh, if if he's worth two first, then, then then what? What is Watson worth at this point? Eleven. Yeah. I'm <laughs> eleven first. A piece the of the first franchise. 10 picks. Yes. Like
2: first, t- first ten picks in the yeah, draft.
1: Your unborn child, you yes. know, general managers over there looking like, dang, I gotta give up my grandkid for mm-hmm. this. I mean, if we're talking about two first for Carson Wentz, I don't even know I don't want him. No. I don't want him for one first. No. Like Am I the only one that that's tripping here, man? Because I'm I look at the situation and I'm saying, I don't even want him for one
2: first, much less two. We've talked about this on the air. There's a reason they took a quarterback in the second round. It's not just poor play from Carson Wentz. He gets hurt a lot, too. Yeah, I just... Yeah, shoulder issues. Yeah, he blew out his knee, remember, a few years ago with yeah. the ACL, diving into the end zone. So it's not just poor quarterback play. He he gets hurt a lot. So why I'm not giving up that much equity for him. No
1: way. I think that's a good point of having Casario in, in this house now, in this building, because... He knows that he can just play this out to, to to the to the Texans' benefit. Let's not do anything crazy and drastic and move Hopkins overnight. Mm-hmm. No, the ball's in, in our field it, with the new CBA and, and whatnot. We know that he can't sit out just and we can give him the money back how we used to do the yeah. – it's it's cool, man. We're not going to hit you up for that. No, now it's, we have to. Yes. So with all that being in play, I think he's the right man to have there and saying how he came out, I, I think it's a little bit of fibbing let's call it because by him saying that he's not out for trade right now it's right now mm-hmm. but if somebody comes knocking for the right price i think you have to let it go i don't want to get to where we're at right now i don't want to get to training camp or day one week 1 and still be wondering about this or be talking about how much watson's going to be docked per day that's not the kind of talks you want behind your franchise quarterback like what what does that say to the rest of the locker room does he even want to be here we saw what happened with harden as soon as those guys, you can't get Wall to quit talking about them.
2: You can. That's one of the best parts of those post game press conferences is watching John Wall throw Harden under the bus. But no, I think it's. I think this is going to be a while. I think we're going to be sitting here in a few months and Deshaun's still on the run. I mean, think about it. It's a long time until he has to show up for training camp.
1: What makes this right? Is there anything? Do you think anything that can possibly make this right where we're at right now with the hires that have been made? What can possibly make this right for Deshaun Watson to where you say, okay, he's better now? I,
2: I don't. It's gonna. Be, he realizes that he doesn't have the leverage. That I think that's the only thing that'll that'll change anything because well, once he realizes that, you know, they're not gonna let him go, then then maybe he starts to start to be okay with that. Well, I mean,
3: yeah, he's got to mentally prepare for losing a how what is it like a six hundred thousand dollar game check or whatever it is every week. But, like, they literally just fired the equipment manager, (laughs) and apparently that guy was, like, super, like, very well-liked by all the, like, the whole team and a lot of the front office, and they just keep making moves that are pushing him out and pushing other players out,
1: too. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. I just... I don't see how you go back. That's why I think it's real childish how it is right now with taking it off your Twitter, for example, because technically you're still on the team employed. Those checks still come. That's who's giving you your money, right? Paying you the money. So to take it off, it just would feel weird if week one, he's starting on that team again, and it's just, okay, you're going to add it back? Um, (laughs) What are we
2: going to do here? And if you look, like the photo of him, it's not him like in a Texans uniform. He's like in a suit. You know what I mean? So he's he's even got the pictures of him in Texans gear are gone. But I, I think it was just a leverage play, right? He was upset with Nick Casario dropped, you know, we called him the player, you know, like Belichick does those tricks. Deshaun's camp did not like that. So that's that's one of the ways that they fired back was was the social media thing. So they're just playing a, a game back and forth here. But at some point, they can come back for that signing bonus money. They can start finding him. Like, this could get ugly and – if I'm the Texans, I just hold tight. And the rest of the NFL, the team that gets Deshaun, yeah, they like this. But everybody else, you think the other owners want to be signing extensions with players and then forcing trades six months after that? No way. They want to be able to control their players.
1: I like to have Casario right now though in that position because I think he'll play hardball here. Like he looked. Just I try to maybe read into his his body language and the way he said that when he said he kind of tried to be assertive of it, saying. Mm-hmm. Like, no, he's not on the table right now. And to me, I just kind of maybe read into it too much. But to me, it's going to be, like I said last week, he was around that Brady and Bilicek little era as they fell off. They fell off years back. We heard reports that it was hard to believe because of the success they had. But we knew that. With Brady's trainer coming in, remember that, and and, and him having a big part of being able to round, and then all of a sudden they didn't allow him at practices and whatnot because— He was on team
2: flights for a while until Belichick put an end to that.
1: And that was a a big-time deal for Brady. And then you started hearing about things going on and the power moves and who who had the power within the building. We saw that, and I think Casario hit a lot of that, helped it just—I mean— at that point, I think a lot of things had to go into context for us not to find out. Once we heard about it, and then it started unraveling, it was like, "Wow, are you serious?" With you? I thought things were perfect.
2: It all started with the Garoppolo thing. Belichick wanted to move forward with Jimmy G. Tom didn't like that. You know, Jimmy G had a nickname, and Belichick and him were were friendly. And like Belichick has never asked Tom to go play golf or anything like that. Think about that twenty years with the guy, and there was no type of friendly relationship. So. That bothered Tom. And then Mr. Kraft was like, what? I'm going to get rid of Tom Brady? No way. And they won another Super Bowl. That was the right move.
1: Yeah. They, it seems like they, they squeezed it for all it was worth, though. I think when they broke it all up, it was, it was the right timing. It was, I don't think there was any more to get out of that. But then today we get, if Brady goes out and wins that game, then we, we can ultimately, I think, put an end to, was it Brady or Bilicek? If Brady Just to go and no offseason? I just, think that already happened. Right? Just uh, by uh, them getting to the Super Bowl. Where are you at right uh, yeah, now, Tyler? Do you happened. think that that ends now? like, Or does he have to win for us to end that debate? Was it Belichick or Brady? I mean, honestly, I think he's kind of already squashed it, just being
3: without Belichick for this whole season. And, I mean, granted, he hasn't really – there's been some games where it's just like, oh, that's not looking good. Like, he's kind of regressed some, but he, still, he kind of bounces back from all that, so – I mean, I, I don't think having Belichick as his coach, and I think somebody was talking about it the other day, like, Belichick was never hanging around the offense. Like, he's a defensive guy, so he probably just didn't really care to, like, even hang around the quarterback or whatever. Like, he just – I'm going to go hang out with the defense, talk to them, do whatever. So, I don't know. I, I think Tom Brady's kind of already dispelled those rumors that it was – Belichick kind of masterminding it all. Like, obviously, Brady's on the field. He's the one playing the game, so.
2: Yeah, he proved his point. I mean, and think about the Super Bowls, right? Even when they lost to the Giants, that was after Brady went down the field and scored a touchdown to take the lead. You know, and then Eli throws that Hail Mary pass, and they end up winning the game. Then think about the one they lost to the Eagles. Brady had a playoff record. He threw for over 500 yards in that game.
1: Meanwhile, Belichick wanted to sit his best DB.
2: Right, and give up a bajillion points to Nick Foles. You know, his defense was terrible in that game. So even the ones Brady lost, he put them in position with like a minute left in the game with the lead. So, I mean, I don't know. He goes to New Orleans and beats Drew Brees? Then he goes to Lambeau and beats Aaron Rodgers and he's back in the Super Bowl with the Buccaneers. I mean, it's one of the worst franchises in all the sports. I, I think he already proved his point. And that's kind of my issue, Jerry, is I kind of feel like mentally he feels like that too. And that worries me in today's game that he already proved his point. And I'm a, I wonder if he comes out flat.
1: And and when we always say the that phrase you don't want to give Brady too much time. That's how the last time that these teams faced off, the Chiefs allowed Brady that last ball, right? And he ended up just taking it down there and winning the game. He never gave the ball back to Mahomes. After Mahomes scored on him, I went back and watched how that game ended. It was crazy. I didn't remember it like that. It was crazy. It was back and forth. Mahomes had less than a minute. They score. Then they end up going to the – everything that happened, Brady never gave the ball back at the end, and that's what they're going to have to do today. I think it goes down to the end. We're going to give you all the angles that you need coming up this is the Super Bowl edition. It's a Moneyline pregame party. It's the big game. 713-780-3776. Who do you think's going to win? Why? What's the score? I got a $50 Amazon card with your name on it, if you can guess, here on Moneyline ESPN
0: 97.5. Hey, this
3: is
2: Trey Wingo. You're listening to ESPN 97.5 Houston. Hello.
0: You're listening to Moneyline on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Here's Jerry Bo and Josh Jordan.
1: Welcome back to Moneyline. Shout out to everyone on Twitch. We were we were blessed last week by Dell. He said we can we can have the shout outs right. So shout out to everyone on Twitch at producer Nick. He's checking in. It's the big day. I know he's getting the festivities going, but shout out to everyone. Virginia Buttonweed asked. So is this the money line and uh, the last money line till next football season? No, we go year round. Yeah, we haven't really
2: decided to stop, so I think we'll just keep doing it. But Bef- before we've always, you know, gone through the year. We've just COVID's the reason why the show stopped this last time or the last two times. Really remember what what was it after March like the show was off the air for several months. Um and then then we came back when, when Well, really, everybody, Tyler knows, I mean, the the hosts were doing the
1: shows from home,
2: Um, you know, so we're back and we plan on being here every week.
1: Hopefully uh, we can, we'll meet again for week one, but you know how it is, it just, that's why I get, I was always scared to do the shirts, you know what I mean? I'm like, (laughs) I just, the last thing I want to do is make shirts and then, and then it ends, but hopefully we meet again week one, but in between here, it's going to, it changes a little bit of pace during football, you know how intense it is because we have to hit every game. We do it with that angle. There's. Hit every game, hit it from a gambling perspective, fantasy perspective. During offseason, now we're going to, we're, obviously, the love for the Astros that we have here. Um, the Rockets, uh, the turmoil that's going on, the team that now is looking, things are looking up. It gives us more to talk about now rather than just sitting here and hammering on uh, James Harden. Did yeah. you see the fight in the stands the other night? <laughs> the Rockets game? I don't even know what to say about that. I saw it finally this morning. I didn't even know when it was. That was I, like an all-out brawl. Really? Yeah. I'll I'll send it to you on Twitter, but it's uh it was pretty intense. There's so much to it because the two different crowds are just completely different. You could tell, and it was like, all right, so what happened? What chain of events led to this? Like, did y'all really talk mess you you guys to this crowd? I I, you know I was dissecting. I'm like, how did this happen? Was it did you try to hit on this girl? Um, what happened? Because a girl's in there involved too pushing, and I'm thinking, wow, what what happened here? And then. One dude gets punched, two times. He does. He doesn't even do anything about it. He just looks around like I don't want it. One guy's throwing ninja kicks into the crowd like from a distance, and then as soon as they lock eyes with him, he backs up like I didn't want any of that. But you, we're used to that. You know, we've seen plenty of them at Texans games in the tailgating section. Yeah, but with you know limited amount of people in the stands and social distancing,
2: like I wasn't expecting fan fights in this type of environment,
3: and especially like they've won. Yeah, what, they won six games. Like they had a good streak going. Why would something like this happen in the stands? Of, and I don't know whether and this was during the Rockets Spurs game. I don't even know if they won that game or not, or if they were winning when during when the, the fight game. Had, yeah, yeah. But you would think
1: if like the team's good, like stuff like this doesn't happen in the stands. I think just once that once that liquor gets going, you don't know. I would just say more during COVID. Like if you're fighting during COVID. I mean, you're a renegade. <laughs> maybe maybe it was like a mask thing.
3: Hey, why, why don't you put on your mask? Something like that. I mean,
1: popcorn, jerk. Yeah, that's,
3: that's and real, like every, man.
1: Everybody fighting doesn't have a mask on. And then look at the crowds. Everyone, go check it out on Twitter. And you ask yourself, what led to this? Because usually when you see it, you're like, all right. That's a loudmouth right there. These dudes aren't having it. That bald head dude with the big, you know, with the painted on jersey, he's, he wasn't having it. But on this one, you look and you say, what chain of events happened here? Who did some? Who did what? Did you step on his shoes? You know, like what led to this? And then again. Smudge my puma. Yeah. If, you, if you're fighting right now at a game during COVID times, you're lucky to even be there, right? And then you're in there fighting. It's just, what are you, a Raiders fan? It seems like it, right? It seems like a Raiders fan type thing. Let's get into though the game today because there's so many. I I was telling someone yesterday. I, actually, I was talking to Nick and and I said I said, man, it's like a movie, right? Like if if, if now that you think of it, it's real simplistic to to say, man, I should have bet that. What made me not bet? Mahomes and Brady, Brady making his run like, like he did now, it all makes sense. And Mahomes getting there again, that would have been a hell of a bet. Remember, I talked about making that 12 to 1. If you would have guessed both of them, I mean, you're talking probably at 30, 35 to 1. Here we are. Many could say this is what we expected. This is what we wanted. My question is this to you guys Who's it more important to in the way of legacy? Because in my opinion, if Mahomes doesn't beat Brady today, he'll never be the GOAT because no matter what he does, at the end of the day, he's he's. I don't think he'll see 10 Super Bowls, first off. So even if he did, let's say he goes to 10 Super Bowls and wins up winning a few more, and it's still in that line like, all right, so who was it, man? Because they both had their moment. It's still going to be Brady beat him. Old Brady beat him. If he couldn't beat old Brady, he wasn't going to beat young Brady. I think that'll always hold above his head. Seven one three seven eight oh three seven seven six, what are your thoughts on this? And again, I could be totally wrong here, but I don't see how he'll ever be able to surpass his resume if he doesn't knock him off at this age in the big game.
2: I think it depends on how the game goes, right? What if Mahomes plays a great game and you know, Sammy Watkins fumbles and you know the, the Bucks run it in the end zone and win the game? You know, is that Patrick Mahomes' fault? You know, if it's a back and forth game, I think it depends how it goes down. I think that makes a big difference.
1: It does, man. And like I said, many will say of of Brady's record in Super Bowls, and then there's been a few that we still don't know. But you know, I was listening to Lombardi, and he was part of that the Patriots front office whenever the Seahawks and that Lynch run that they didn't. Yeah, and he dies on that hill, and I went back and watched it after, and like he says that they did it on purpose that Belichick saw the Seahawks sideline and he saw they were confused two plays before that. And he says that the, he knew, and they were going to call. Everyone was telling him to call a timeout on the headset. Call a timeout. Call a timeout. And Belichick knew. He's like, no, they're confused. They're confused. Let it rip. Let it rip. Like this is all crazy, hearing it from someone in that front office. And he says, man, for people to think that Marshawn Lynch was just going to walk in that end zone, he said, look at the two plays before, and I did. They hit him on. They they hit him for a loss. Straight up, made a big tackle on him right before that. And then if you look at that line, the way the line was. It, the The Patriots had way more big eyes, way more linemen in on that specific play. They were prepared. There was nothing that goes to tell you that Marshall Lynch was just going to for sure fall in that end zone because just a few plays before that he got stuck and he lost yards and then if you look on that the seahawks i didn't have, I, I went back and analyzed it because once he broke it down and you're thinking man this is this is next level here and I looked and it's like yeah they had they had the advantage if they ran it there, however they choose to run it out of that formation. It was going to be trouble. Marshawn Lynch was going to have to get it uh, yards after the contact, put it that way. But,
2: you know, I at least give him that opportunity, right? Give, give him a few chances. And I also did a little research on that a while back ago. And uh, Russell Wilson got a look that they liked. That you was know? it. Yeah, they, they they liked that look and, and they wanted to throw there. And, and I, I think the Patriots knew that they liked to throw out of that set
1: and they were ready for it and then now I'm hearing that that was the first time that they had ran that specific defense they had practiced it a ton and I think they had ran it one time earlier in the year and then when they caught it on the fly it was like whoa what's going on here and that's all within that play now when you go back and look at it check that out let's go right to the HRP listener line though let's get to Dave he wants to talk Mahomes and Brady again phone lines are open it's a last week we did get it off your chest Sunday it's put your name on it Sunday what do you think about today Dave?
4: Yeah, I, I simply think that the the, the notion about the well, Brady versus Mahomes, it's, it's versus the defense. I mean, that's between basketball and football, and, and I know the media hype it as oh Brady versus Mahomes. It's the the defense if we It's not both way like basketball. Yeah, Jordan get to play offense and defense. In football, you don't play both sides. So if the Kansas City score fifty points and if Tampa Bay fifty one, Mahomes did well.
1: Yeah, no. He he makes a great point. This is you can't. You, your quarterback's not playing both ways. Or like to Josh says, to add on to that, it's what if what if Mahomes goes out there and throws 500 yards, and then he he scores a touchdown with a minute left, and gives Brady that time, and Brady goes down there and scores a touchdown. That's the thing, but it's also something that comes with the title of quarterback. You know, growing up, for whatever reason, it's going to fall usually on the quarterback or or the star running back, whatever it is, but it falls on their lap regardless of the running back's not out there making tackles. No. And the
2: coaches get involved in the
1: blame game as well. Yeah, it's. It's a tricky game, but I like the, the analogy he makes as far as basketball. You can at least say, "Man, he was a two-way player. He got a steal on one side, right? They called a timeout, then he got the ball on the other side, and he scored." But it's just that's what comes with the territory of being quarterback, and not just quarterback. Now we're talking about the the, the best of all time, and it's 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 a it's early into let's say career of Mahomes. It's but
2: ridiculous that we're even talking about this. It's ridiculous to, to, to be fair.
1: It's ridiculous, but it's ridiculous that. The contract that Mahomes has, and now he has Reed in, in, with him, and and that offense keeps getting. Set. I don't know where the hell they keep getting money. You know, after that, there was like, oh, Kelsey got an extension. Oh, Tyreek Hill's getting his money. It's like, oh, they drafted Alaire. Like, where's all this hell? Where's all this coming from? You know, and you ask yourself, when does it stop? Because in the next ten years, he's going to see five Super Bowls, in my opinion. And speaking of extensions,
3: they're planning on extending the enemy after the Super Bowl because his contract expires like as soon as the game's done basically. So once they extend him
1: then or give him a new contract, he's gonna be locked up. And that's
2: he might be the heir apparent to Andy Reid. And you know
1: that's probably what he's been promised. Hey man, stick around a little bit. It's yours. Like McDaniels, once you start making that five, six million a year as a coordinator and the average is right over eight hundred thousand to a mil right around there, once you hit five you're thinking, Do I need do I need to go over there? If you're Maybe McDaniels just talked to Belichick. At the end of the day, if you look at the guy that's in front of you and you say, what's the timeline on him? Maybe they hand it off to me, and they're giving me extensions. Maybe they keep it in-house. I think that would be maybe the Patriot way, maybe the the way that – that would make perfect sense. I never thought about that. Hand it off to him. The team loves him. They built him within, and it's a good look for them because they they know what they have.
2: Continuity. Everything stays the same. Same offense.
1: Everything stays the same here on Moneyline because we try to get you on the right side of things. It's the Super Bowl special. Let's get into this game. 713-780-3776. Who got more to win or lose here? Is it Mahomes? Is it Brady? Is it you? Where are you? Where do you stand as far as the final score? $50 Amazon card is on the line. Go ahead and give me your final score. 713-780-3776. It's Moneyline, ESPN 97.5. I
0: got to lose. Gotta keep my cool. Gotta watch some dudes. Can't... ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. Move over sound! Real. Let's go! Fun. Sports. <laughs> sports. One, two, one, two, three. Yeah, ESPN! This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5.
1: And on ESPN 92.5.
0: Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan.
1: Interesting conversation going on on Twitch because I mentioned last segment about, okay, you see Cowboy fans, they still love Jerry Jones, even though they haven't won in a very long time. Yeah, so since what, I was
2: in junior high.
1: So what's the difference? What's the difference in why do fans still love him? And, and a lot of people respond right away because they said, I can't stand Jerry Jones, but he wouldn't let the Texans, you know what show, happen in Dallas. It, you said yourself, quickly, that's your answer. He cares about winning. Yes. However it happens, whether it does or doesn't, you know at the end of the day that losing hurts Jerry Jones. It hurts him. It's, he, he has money. He, that's fine with him. He knows, you know, whenever the Cowboys lose, he's hurting. Maybe he cares a little too much.
2: You know, he's the guy that brings in Greg Hardy. You know, he'll take chances on on character guys where the Texans are basically a cult now. And all they really care about is, you know, if you're a good dude, they don't care if you play football or not. Well, really, they just care that you're the right type of Christian for their organization. That's, That's first. You know, you're hearing rumors like, are they going to consider a quarterback in the draft that's a rookie if he's a Mormon? Is, is he the right type of Christian or, or Robert Sala because he's Muslim? Is that why he didn't get interviewed for the job? You know, like it's crazy, and I have no idea about these things, but people are talking about it. They're openly wondering, and I mean that that shouldn't factor into when you're just trying to hire qualified people to coach a football team
1: on the Texans application they have it written in because they don't want to print new ones and it says religion now yes. it's got a box there you're like who wrote this in all right I, I see somebody wrote this in. this wasn't there before <laughs> it's that, not typed up it's just written in with <laughs> you know <laughs> you know damn well who did it <laughs> Easterby's got a smudge on his finger you can see he's over there you're like now we're answering this but that's where we're at now I'm scared to even say that but that's where we're at here in town. If if that's getting thrown into having to get everything else right and having having and narrow down the next guy, then 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 we're in big trouble. It just I, I said it all along though. When Bill O'Brien was here, and I'd say, man, that's one thing. It's cool what w- that he's messing up right now during his tenure. I guess like, that's fine for him, his resume. But that's going to go on to the, the the dominoes don't just erase. What's going to happen with everything that's happened with Easterby? It's, that doesn't erase. When he finally is, leaves, the damage that he's done, now that it's reached Deshaun Watson, and being, if you would have told me two years ago that Watson, is, it might not be their week one of this next year, I would have said, you're crazy. crazy. Like, what do you even Did talk? he get kidnapped? What that's happened? what I'm saying. Yeah. Did quit playing football? <laughs> what happened? There's no way possible to, to tell me that this was going to happen, and I'd believe it. But here we are. And now you ask yourself, when Easterby's gone, how much of damage did he do? Can, can it be replaced? Because you can't replace Hopkins, the damage that, that was done with O'Brien. You can't replace a lot of those things. Now, you even say Easterby or the McNairs, you start even getting higher up the ladder until when does the hurting stop? When does the hurting stop? At which point do you say, man, they've gone way too far? That's where it is. And, you know, that's where I heard Colin
2: Cowherd is calling him a colt. The Texans, he's calling them a cult. <laughs> I mean, that, that's where this is coming from, and it's it's hard to be mad at him for it. And look, if you read that SI, that SI article, it's it's not just Cal. It's his wife. She loves Jack Easterby. There, there's a whole thing in there about how she was mad at somebody because they had the fire Easterby sign, you know, and, and security was trying to come take it from him. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's not just that. So it's Cal. It's his wife going, Jack's great. Don't let him go anywhere, Cal. They don't get it. You know, he's wonderful.
1: So – it is the McNairs,
2: and I mean they call the shots.
1: It's their team. And that's unfortunately that's the way it is. But we we spoke about it many times. Of if the owners of whatever, not even football team, just of a store, and they see that the people they have in charge are 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 not doing what's best in the interest of the future of that company, then it's on you to stop it. If you don't stop it, then eventually you hear about it from. The customer, the customer. This one being the fans. Now it's hitting the fans. Now, now everyone's starting to know. Now you're hearing from the national media. Let's say other corporations. Now everyone's laughing at you and realizing that that you can be had in trades. That 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 you're a laughing franchise. That you know. You, uh, once everyone else just starts realizing it, then you get no respect. You do, and you you know. Our own Lance Zerline reported last week that
2: that Easter B is just talking to agents and, and <laughs> still doing football stuff. And we thought that wasn't going to be the case. We need to give him a pager.
1: Let, he doesn't need cell phone. We no. need to bring back He's to get a pager. Like, we'll page you when we need <laughs> you. You know what I mean? You you can't give that guy a cell phone having him on, on two-way communications mm. with anyone.
3: Not even a pager. Give him one
1: of those, like, restaurant buzzers. <laughs> like, we'll buzz you whenever <laughs> like you need to come. A Fuddruckers. <laughs> He's like, is it my desk. burger or is it my job? Who's <laughs> it going to be? Let's Hey, let's get right over to the HMP listener line. Again, the phone lines are open. 713 Tell me what the final score is going to be and why. And we're going to write that down, and you're going to get that $50 Amazon card if, You can get it right. Jeff, tell me who's going to win and why.
4: I'm going with Tampa Bay 38-31, and it's going to be because of Antoine Winfield Jr., who's going to have a Larry Brown-esque Super Bowl. He's going to have two picks. One of them is going to be a pick six that he's going to return to the house, and that's going to seal the game at the end of it.
1: There you have it, 38-31. Hey, he came with some some power to it. I like it. And, man, he's going to be a big part of this playing hurt and, and whatnot. If you, you see the reports, man? He's going out there and playing. He he is,
2: and I think he's going to be a lot healthier, you know, than obviously he didn't play at the last minute in the NFC Championship game. So it's going to be good to have him. He has been out at practice. You know, the other guy I'm worried about is, is Antonio Brown. You know, he showed up to practice, and I almost wonder, though, is he going to be a decoy? or is he actually feeling better? You
1: know, we don't know. That's what is going to be in question here, but it's funny because if you look at the box scores, Brown hasn't just had that many looks or targets, but whenever he did, they were efficient, and that's what's scary. I could just see Brady sticking it to everyone and making sure that he gets that he gives Brown his. And, and when we break down the Chiefs, and I promise we'll get to that, but we got a lot of people on the line wanting to give their picks. Again, 713 3776 put your name on it. We want to hear your thoughts as well because you know this is a show for for the people as well, so we want to know your thoughts. But it, it, someone crazy, don't think if, if Gronk's not going to get his right off to the sunset because if you go look at my bookie, it's minus 170 that he will retire after this game. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. I, I'm surprised he came back. Yeah. No. I mean, what other way? What other way to leave than to say I went to another team hooked up with my boy Tom
2: speaks to Belichick again, though, doesn't it, too?
1: And didn't you, want to play for Belichick anymore, but he comes out of retirement. And you hear all the coach, the, the, the little subliminal shots saying, man, we can actually be ourselves here. And you're thinking Gronk of all people, though, I started laughing. I'm like, you were always yourself over there for whatever reason. They let you get away with whatever. Maybe the other guys, but Gronk. I mean, you were acting a fool whenever you were with the Patriots. Hey, we got Lamont on the other side. We got Daniel on the other side. Stay with us. 713 780 3776. Put your name on it. $50 Amazon card coming out of my pocket just for whoever can guess who wins the game and the score. Moneyline ESPN 97.5. GK. Oh, oh,
0: oh. This is Moneyline on ESPN 97.5.
1: And on ESPN
0: 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Jerry Bow and Josh Jordan
1: welcome back to money line it's super bowl sunday it's a put your name on it sunday we're gonna go straight to the hrp listener line lamont what's going on it's super bowl sunday he wants to talk texans and super bowl what's happening
4: hey, hey man what's the deal with it? uh i got uh i got the chiefs uh 35 uh, uh bucks 21 uh going to the texans going to the texans man uh it just, it just hit me, man. That the owner is just tone deaf. Uh, Cal McNair, or, or his mommy, or or, or whatever. Uh, he's just tone deaf. And uh, the reason I say that is because I just really paid attention to uh, when they introduced Nick uh, Nick uh, Nick Casterio or whatever his name is. Uh, Brian T. Smith laid him out, blasted him, uh, 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 asked him all kind of questions and stuff. Pretty much saying that your your team has been in F for eighteen months. And his reply was, do you remember when we did the Ice Bucket Challenge? Like, dude, dude, come on, man. He's, he's way out of his league uh, as a kid, owner. It, it kind of baffles me that you can walk around with your daddy for almost 20 years, and, and, and you don't even much have a clue. You don't even much have a clue how to uh, deal with your own team. So all I have, fellas.
1: Yeah, it just at this point, we We looked at it too simple for the whole time that we were yelling, screaming, "Get rid of Bill O'Brien because you have to look at it next level. Why did we hate Bill O'Brien, the coach the or the g m which one because you yes. really you really- yeah, yeah, right <laughs> it just so then why did he get more titles so then who who were making these decisions so once you start looking at that, you start looking at the next level and the next level, and where does it stop? It never stopped. You can the blame was never. I guess it was so big that you can spread the blame out, but it went all the way to the top. It never stopped until it got to the very top. Now that you're seeing the McNair, for to, to Lamont's example, him saying that after he's asked direct questions, or him the last press conference, knowing that he's going to get hammered, so he does a pre-conference video. Basically, you know, when you're at the movies and it's telling you to to turn your phone off. You know, to put it on silent, they might as well had that little AMC guy come out. <laughs> like, that's what it seemed like to me. I always say, he, he looks like a circus act up here. He looks like the circus ringmaster. And I think it's going to stay
2: this way. Like, the NFL loves to be able to kind of control the media. And if you can control your press conferences because you're doing it over Zoom, you remember they were like, oh, let's just bring a fan up to ask a question. And then as soon as everybody Quote, wanted, to, yeah, fan, fan uh, planted in the audience person, or I guess the virtual audience, if you will. And then they, they just turn it off before they have to take any real questions. I think it's going to keep going that way. You know what I mean? Like, they can control the narrative. They know they're a bleep show. But, you know, with Zoom, they don't have to be
1: accountable to anybody, really. Okay, let's be serious here. Let's, let's be straight up here. Okay, say they do get rid of Easterby. Did that really take out the problem? A piece of it, yeah. But then Cal's still there. Yeah, somebody else could come in and dupe him, sure. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The, the pieces are so messed up. That you can't just take out one. You took out Bill O'Brien, things didn't get better. Not one bit. You take out Easterby? Okay, yes, yeah, some. Obviously, because he shouldn't be on the phone with anyone. Like I no. said, we're, we're going to give him the Buzzard, the Fud Ruckers Buzzard. He's the one
2: that wanted to trade Hopkins for an overpaid running back and a second round pick.
1: Like, how, how different do you think
3: this team would be if Brian Gain was actually still with the team? You know, we did
2: a sports, menu, a sports map video about that,
1: Tyler. I had not seen that one yet. Yeah, it'd be completely different. Imagine the guy that double-digit wins, and you and you're getting axed because of a ring ceremony that went down for another team, and a lot of he said she said, a lot of teaming up. But that's what you get nowadays. You know how they say it's not it's not who you are, it's who you know. And then it's it's as soon as they had that little Easterbee's a mastermind. You know, when you're evil like this, he's that evil guy in the movie that it, it, you got to start getting people to connect with you to try to to try to give yourself a safe house later on, and that's what he's done. Again, why didn't they bring in Enemy? Because if Enemy comes here, going, coming from that franchise and seeing that success, he's going to have a lot of pull. And if he gets here and he starts telling Cowan people, man, I've been around some winning, and that's your problem. Easterby's your problem. He didn't want to have anyone in the building that can do that and, and bringing in a coach that doesn't have any experience like that and a yes-man kind of coach, a, a guy that's taking his shot and living this up. He's not going to just single out Easterby right away. While being me, he would have came in and been like, all right, hold on. This is where your problem is, this guy. That's why I think he watched his back. Same thing at that. At that, He knew, man, if, if I go ahead and get Casario over here and I start building my things up, my job is safe.
2: Yeah, that's absolutely what it was. And Louis Riddick reportedly wouldn't take the job if Easterby was still going to be here. And I bet it was the same with Omar Khan from the Steelers. They're smart enough to know that, you know, Cal and I can have a conversation and agree on something, and then if Easterby meets with him 15 minutes later, he could have totally changed his mind.
1: And this happens in regular, in, in, in everyday life, and in, in businesses outside of sports. If you're a, a commodity that's wanted, you know you're good at your job, and now you you can you have a few different companies within that same field that they all want you. You start looking at who's in charge, who's the owners, what's my future like. And you're saying, do I make it, do I make my choice here? And just to bring, do, am I going to be the manager at, at so-and-so place rather than being here? Because the ownership here, I know for a fact that it's got, they're going to look out for me. They're going to let me do this. That's what I think it comes down to someone like Lewis Riddick, uh, someone that you know that he's a commodity. He could easily say, you know what, it's an, it's, I'll have my time in the future. You will. And, you know, if you get that job and you screw it up, you're probably not
2: getting another one. So you gotta be real careful about what you pick. And we talked about this last week, man. It's you can tell that this is Easterby. That they all the stuff they did is make Bill O'Brien look like he's a bad guy. They didn't talk about Bill O'Brien made a terrible trade getting rid of Hopkins. They didn't say, you know, Bill O'Brien, you know, screwed up handling a Jadavion Clowney. They didn't talk about that. They just talked about oh we needed a new culture, right? That's the buzzword. It's the culture. He he was mean, he was a jerk to people. The reason why they didn't slam him for making those stupid moves is because Easterby was a big part of that. You know, trading for Tunsil without having a contract extension set up and,
1: you know, in place. All those were Easterby things, but nobody talks about that. Texas right here says even if Jack is somehow gone, the Texans will need another 3 years or so to be competitive. That's what I always talk about, the window, though. Okay, say Watson does stay here. Those three years, that's a window. It's its a shame to be saying that the Texans are in straight-up rebuilding mode right now. Their defense is horrible. That has to get filled up, as well as the receiver position. That still has to be solidified. That The running back position, just a lot of holes to be saying, well, yeah, they're in rebuild mode right now. And and you're thinking they didn't have to do that with when Hopkins was still in house, and and I hate to even bring that up. Okay, let's let's go another route. Maybe they got a good return for him. Maybe whatever the case is, I don't know. But they have way too many holes this late into into Watson. I'm not saying it's it's too far into a quarterback's career, but into Watson, I think the time frame, the timeline that you have him at first, it's on the rookie contract, right? That's what the the NFL trick is. If you can draft well, you get a quarterback. He doesn't get his money yet. Rookie contract, you make your run at it, then you end up paying him. But with him, that window's gone. Now you're in that bigger contract, but for a short amount of time, he's going to get paid again before he hits the the older years of quarterback. He's gonna, he made sure that it fell down that way. So if we're talking a three-year window. What's the window to even have Watson here? If he's not happy now, what makes him happy in the next three years? Winning? Is that the ultimate thing? Because money isn't. He already has that. Winning? Is that the ultimate thing that keeps him happy? How fast can we get to that?
2: It's gonna to be tough because now you got Trevor Lawrence coming into the division. So you're gonna the Jags are actually gonna have a quarterback. If if the Colts do upgrade at quarterback, I mean that's a good team. That's a playoff team. You know, if they you know, even if it's Carson Wentz or whoever else, they'll be okay. The Titans look like
1: at least for a couple of years, they'll be pretty good. So that's a concern. Are you concerned at all that Coaching wise, there might be the worst in the division. I don't know what happens in Jacksonville. How could they not be? They have no experience. So then, not only are they going to have one of the worst rosters, but also the coaching. You can't just have both. You know, like, let's check all the boxes, Jerry. Let, <laughs> let's fix it. Fail. You might
3: as well fail big time. You st- if you start yeah.
1: looking, look at the other teams in the division. You start thinking, well, yeah, they're better in coaching also. And not only on players. So where where do, where does the sun start shining through? When they have no
2: shot. I mean, Lovey Smith. Nobody really wanted. to. That's what scares me. David Culley. Nobody else even interviewed him or wanted him. Lovey Smith. Nobody wanted him. You keep Tim Kelly. I know he had somebody requested to interview him, but he only really had one year calling play. But he got blocked, didn't he? Yeah, they blocked him. Which is yeah, crazy. Yes, it it is crazy. And so all your coaches. Nobody really wanted either. I mean, what
3: are we doing? It's, it's, and so going back to ownership, like the Texans obviously have Janice and then they have a minority owner group. And I don't think many people like really picked up on it whenever it happened. But one of the guys, like he's in jail for, I think, like securities fraud or something like that. That Kirby John Caldwell guy. Okay. The news came out like a month or two ago. And I was reading something else. Which, it's a good point that, like, say the minority owners want to kind of oust Janice or, like, kind of get her out of her position and sell a team. If Dan Snyder is still the owner of the Washington football team, like, there's no chance that that's going to happen. No. Here.
2: No. Your best bet is to get Cal to step aside and have somebody else be the CEO in charge. But... And maybe they will because, God, he looks like an idiot. He can't even read a prepared statement. I mean, it's embarrassing. I think
1: that's the best route where you said there, him step aside. Yeah. Because once you have it in the family like this, it's it's going to be hard to, uh, to give it up. He needs to do a, what was it, Uh, Billy Madison, where, you know, he, he can't run the hotel, but he's going to let someone else run it. You know what I mean? Like he has to give the powers to someone else because he's not the one that, Oh,
2: I thought you were going to say Cal has to start school all all over again. (laughs) That would be great.
1: He might not pass first grade. I could see him doing it all over again. All right, here we go. It's an hour left of the show. And we're going to reserve it all for the Super Bowl breakdown. Everything from Gatorade colors, everything from all these props. There's only one place to better, Matt, and we're going to tell you exactly where. Guys,
2: it's at MyBookie. If there's ever a day to start your MyBookie account, it is today. We are going to have a massive amount of prop bets. We're going to have our picks on the game. This is a perfect time to open up your account. Get it started, guys. You're going to win big, and you're going to win big on MyBookie. It's MyBookie.ag, and it's great, guys. You can bet the game live, too. I was talking to Jerry. This is a tough game at the three-point line. We have... It's a tough decision which side to pick. But with my bookie, you can watch the first quarter and get a feel for how the game's going, and you can bet live on it. You just pull out your cell phone, mybookie.ag, pull it up, boom, fire on that bet, you win some money, guys. They have the biggest prop bets, too. I was looking earlier. They have everything. You can bet on the National Anthem, the Color of the Gatorade, Anything you want at MyBookie.ag, guys. And if you sign up now and use promo code RADIO, you'll have your de- your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000, guys. That's a free bonus just for making your deposit today, guys. You just want to use promo code RADIO. Get that account started. And the best thing about MyBookie, guys, is when you win, they actually pay you your money. It's not this big, drawn-out process when you're trying to get your money out of there. It's quick and easy. You don't want to bet on the bet. You don't want to gamble on the gambling. That's what we always talk about, guys. So get over to mybookie.ag. Get your get your account started today. Promo code radio. And remember, guys, you bet, you win, and you get paid.
0: Mybookie.ag. My point is there he now he's, so we, heat a little bit. we don't pull a dock over little. And if you catch a when I spin, then it won't be
4: a little hit.